reflections of a stained glass master chapter twenty of stained glass work a textbook for students and workers in glass by christopher wall nineteen o five this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 20 A String of Beads. Is there anything more to say? A whole worldful, of course, for every single thing is a part of all things. But I have said most of my say, and I could now wish that you were here, that you might ask me aught else you want. A few threads remain that might be gathered up, parting words hints that cannot be classified i must string them together like a row of beads big and little mixed we will try to get the big ones more or less in the middle if we can grow everything from seed all seeds that are living and therefore worth growing have the power in them to grow but so many people miss the fact that on the other hand nothing else will grow and that it is useless in art to transplant full-grown trees this is the key to great and little miseries great and little mistakes were you sorry to be the lowest step of the ladder be glad for all your hopes of climbing are in that and this applies in all things from conditions of success and methods of getting work up to the highest questions of art and the steps to parnassus by which i reach the very loftiest of ideals i must not linger over the former of these two things or do more than sum it up in the advice to take anything you can get and to be glad not sorry if it is small and comes to you but slowly simple things and little things and many things are more needed in the arts today than complex things and great and isolated achievements if you have nothing to do for others do some little thing for yourself it is a seed presently it will send out a shoot of your first commission and that will probably lead to two others or to a larger one but pray to be led by small steps and make sure of firm footing as you go for there is such a thing as trying to take a leap on the ladder and leaping off it so much for the seed of success but though i said that nothing will grow but seed it does not of course follow that every seed will grow or if it does that you yourself will reap the exact harvest you expect or even recognize it in its fruitage as the growth of what you have sown expect to give much for little to lose sight of the bread cast on the waters not even sure that you will know it again even if you find it after many days you never know and therefore do not count your scalps too carefully or try to number your israel and judah neither on the other hand allow your seed to be forced by the hothouse of advertising or business pushing or anything which will distract or distort that quiet gaze upon the work by which you love it for its own sake and judge it on its merits 
all such sidelights are misleading since you do not know whether it is intended that this or that shall prosper or both be alike good how many a man one sees earnest and sincere at starting led aside off the track by the false lights of publicity and a first success art is peace do things because you love them if purple is your favorite color put purple in your window if green green if yellow yellow flowers and leaves and buds because you love them glass because you love it it is not that you are to despise either fame or wealth honestly acquired both are good but you must bear in mind that the pursuit of these separately by any other means than perfecting your work is a thing requiring great outlay of time and you cannot afford to withdraw any time from your work in order to acquire them in these days and in our huge cities there are so many avenues open to celebrity through society the press exhibition and so forth that a man once led to spend time on them is in danger of finding half his working life run away with by them before he is aware while even if they are successful the success won by them is a poor thing compared to that which might have been earned by the work which was sacrificed for them it becomes almost a profession in itself to keep oneself notorious to spend large slices out of one's time in the mere putting forward of one's work showing it apart from doing it necessary as this sometimes is is a thing to be done grudgingly still more so should one grudge to be called from one's work here there and everywhere by the social claims which crowd round the position of a public man there are strenuous things enough for you in the work itself without wasting your strength on these we will speak of them presently but a word first upon originality don't strive to be original no one ever got heaven's gift of invention by saying i must have it and since i don't feel it i must assume it and pretend it follow rather your master patiently and lovingly for a long time give and take echo his habits as botticelli echoed filippo lippi's but improve upon them add something to them if you can as he also did and pass them on as he also did to the little filippo filippino making him a truer and sweeter heart than his father out of the well of truth and sweetness with which botticelli's own heart was brimming do this but at the same time expect with happy patience as a boy longs for his manhood yet does not try to hasten it and does not pretend to forestall it the time when some fresh idea in imagination some fresh method in design some fresh process in craftsmanship will come to you as a reward of patient working and come by accident as all such things do lest you should think it your own and miss the joy of knowing that it is not yours but heaven's and when this comes 
guard it and mature it carefully do not throw it out too lavishly broadcast with the ostentation of a generous genius having gifts to spare share it with proved and worthy friends when they notice it and ask you about it but in the meanwhile develop and cultivate it as a gardener does a tree and this leads me to the most important point of all namely the value the all-sufficing value of one new step on the road of beauty if such is really granted you consider it enough for your lifetime one such thing in the history of the arts has generally been enough for a century how much more then for a generation for indeed there is only one rule for fine work in art that you should put your whole strength all the powers of mind and body into every touch nothing less will do than that you must face it in drawing from the life try it in its acutest form not from the posed professional model who will sit like a stone try it with children two years old or so the despair of it the exhaustion and then in a flash when you thought you had really done somewhat a still more captivating fascinating gesture which makes all you have done look like lead can you screw your exhaustion up again sacrifice all you have done and face the labor of wrestling with the new idea and if you do you are sick with doubt between the new and the old you ask your friends you probably choose wrong your judgment is clouded from the fatigue of your previous toil but you have gained strength that is the real point of the thing it is not what you have done in this instance but what you have become in doing it next time fresh and strong you will dash the beautiful sudden thought upon the paper and leave it happy to make others happy but only through the pains you took before which are a small price to pay for the joy of the strength you have gained this is the rule of great work puzzle and hesitation and compromise can only occur because you have left some factor of the problem out of count and this should never be your business is to take all into account and to sacrifice everything however fascinating and tempting it may be in itself if it does not fit in as a part of a harmonious whole remember in this case when loath to make such sacrifice the old saying that there's as good fish in the sea as ever came out brace yourself to try for something still better recast your composition if it is defective the defect all comes from some want of strenuousness as you went along it is like getting a bit of your figure out of drawing because your eye only measured some portion of it with one or two portions of the rest and not with the whole figure and attitude every student knows the feeling so in your composition you may get impossible levels impossible relations between the subject and the surrounding canopy perhaps one coming in front of the other at one point and the reverse at another point you drew the thing dreamily you were not alert enough and now you must waste what you had got to love 
because though it's so pretty it is not fitting but sometimes it will happen that some line of your composition is thus hacked off by no fault of yours by some mismeasurement of a bar by your builder or some change of mind or whim of your client who likes it all but some vital feature as we have said this is not quite a fair demand to be made upon the artist but it will sometimes occur whatever we do pull yourself together and before you stand out about it and refuse to change consider try the modification and try it in such an aroused and angry spirit as shall flame out against the difficulty with force and heat let the whole thing be as fuel of fire and the reward will be given the chief difficulty may become it is more than an even chance that it does become the chief glory and that the composition will be like the newborn phoenix sprung from the ashes of the old and thrice as fair then also strike while the iron is hot and work while you're warm to it when you have done the main figure study and slain its difficulty you feel braced up your mind clear and you see your way to link it in with the surroundings will you let it all get cold because it is towards evening and you are physically tired when another hour would set the whole problem right for next day's work now while you are warm while the beauty of the model you have drawn from is still glowing in you with a thousand suggestions and possibilities you will do in another hour now what would take you days to do when the fire has died down if you ever do it at all it is after a day's work such as this that one feels the true delight of the balm of nature for conquered difficulty brings new insight through the feeling of new power and new beauties are seen because they are felt to be attainable and by virtue of the assurance that one has got distinctly a step nearer to the veil that hides the inner heart of things which is our destined home it is after work like this feeling the stirrings of some real strength within you promising power to deal with nature's secrets by and by that you see as never before the beauty of things the keen eyes that have been so busy turn gratefully to the silver of the sky with the gray quiet trees against it and the watery gleam of sunset like pale gold low down behind the boughs or the robin half seen is flitting from place to place choosing his rest and twittering his good night and you think with good hope of your life that is coming and of all your aspirations and your dreams and in the stillness and the coolness and the peace you can dwell with confidence upon the thought of all the unknown that is moving onward towards you as the glow which is fading renews itself day by day in the east bringing the daily task with it you feel that you are able to meet it and that all is well that there are quiet and good things in store and that this constant renewal of the glories of day and night this constant procession of morning and evening as the world rolls round 
has become almost a special possession to you to which only those who pay the price have entrance an inheritance of your own as a reward of your endeavor and acquired power and leading to some purposed end that will be peace stained glass stained glass stained glass at night in the lofty church windows the bits glow and gloam and talk to one another in their places and the pictured angels and saints look down peopling the empty aisles and companioning the lamp of the sanctuary end of reflections of a stained glass master chapter twenty of stained glass work a textbook for students and workers in glass by christopher wall nineteen o five read for librivox by sue anderson